Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. It is I, your cute and cuddly Bravo bestie, Diana Jebbia. We've got so much to discuss today. This is another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. But first, I want you to follow me if you aren't already on TikTok and Instagram. That's at Diana Jebbia. I got lots of cool new features coming out like... uh, You like motivation? You want to be your best self in 2022? That's what I'm trying to do. Keyword trying. We're doing a little reality TV motivation. And of course, not everything is as what it seems, is as what it seems, is what it seems. Wow, we're already doing great for 2022 with the speaking on the speaking front. But um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit of fun with those quotes. And also, I think I'm going to try my hand at a little comedy segment you're about to get a sneak preview of. I haven't really told anyone outside my friends about this one. It's called, but like I'm trying to be better about it. Yeah, so you'll have to stick around to see that one. Also, while you're on the gram and the talk, make sure you follow Believe Podcasts. They're at Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcasts and Believe Pop Culture Lots of great shows for you to check out there. If you haven't yet, I'm mad at you. Just kidding. I'm not mad, but you definitely should check them out anyway. Happy New Year. How was your New Year's Eve? I hope it was as entertaining as Andy Cohen's. That's what we're going to spill the Bravo tea about today because he has just been the man of the hour, the man of the new year, the man of the year already. So obviously he and Anderson Cooper did his New Year's Eve special. I think this is either the second or third year they're doing it. I feel like it's the third. Don't quote me on that one. And we know our man Andy loves to take some shots. I was going to say who doesn't, but Anderson Cooper doesn't. I'm really not the biggest fan. But Andy loves to take shots and they do it at the top of every hour. They also were drinking this alcohol called Mujen, which like I'm so intrigued to try, by the way. It looked like it just went down smoothly. Um, So Andy was getting a little bit lit. Anderson was getting a little lit. And Andy kind of went on a rampage about Mayor de Blasio, former Mayor de Blasio in New York, who, by the way, no one likes. Like, he was right. Absolutely nobody likes Mayor de Blasio. I haven't lived in New York for a while, but obviously I have, like, relatives and friends who were there. And it's just, like... I just see everyone could not stand the man. So Andy, when um, the new mayor, Eric Adams, was being sworn in, who, by the way, when he was elected, my mom thought his name was Glenn for some reason. Don't know where she got that one, but it was kind of funny. Um, or before the new mayor, Eric Adams, was being sworn in, when de Blasio, I think he hit the the ball to drop he must have did a little dance or something because Andy was like oh when he was doing his little victory dance he shouldn't have because he was the crappiest mayor it was just it was ridiculous if you haven't seen it you need to google it now pause this google it watch come back to me okay it was the funniest thing and I don't think anyone was mad about it like I didn't see anyone besides like people on Twitter who were 97 be like oh you acted like like a damn fool like come on it's new year's eve nobody was hurt in the process you don't even like de blasio anyway um 
So I think it was Heavy.com decided to put out the next day that CNN had not asked him back. And I was like, mm, don't know about that one. Um, and a bunch of fan accounts were reposting it. And I'm like, mm, I don't buy it. Because Andy Cohen gave ABC and New Year's Rock and Eve a run for their money. And I'm sorry, you know me, or if you know me in real life, you know I'm a huge Ryan Seacrest fan. He is someone I really worship in the business, someone I want to be just like. But it's, I mean, it's not his fault. It wasn't good. It wasn't good this year. The bands, I think a lot of them probably pulled out due to COVID. It felt like ABC said, if you were popular anytime between the years 2000 and 2013, we want you to perform at New Year's Rock and Eve. It was just not good. But anyway, during Andy and Anderson's New Year's special confetti shout out when Journey was performing <laughs> and Andy Cohen went on a rant and was like, that's not the real Journey. It's not Steve Perry. And then he said, like, Ryan Seacrest and his group of losers on ABC had fake Journey. And that was kind of mean, but it was kind of funny. Anyway, I digress. He did apologize about that remark, but I knew that the rumors of CNN not asking him back weren't true because, like I said, he gave CNN the competition. Between him and then also Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson, their New Year's Eve special was fantastic. I didn't really know what to expect. I, like, was hoping for the best, and I was pleasantly surprised with the best because, I don't know, the two of them are just such an, I don't want to say an unlikely couple because they're a very likely couple, but... I didn't know as far as hosting goes. Like, I know they're talented in their respective fields, but I didn't know how they would do hosting, and they absolutely nailed it. So that was something else I enjoyed. But, yeah, we can all rest assured that Andy Cohen will be returning for CNN. CNN released a statement like, no, we spoke to him about what he said that wasn't cool, and he'll be back. Like, middle finger to all these tabloids that rush to report things and aren't true. Sometimes it's better to be late to the party and inaccurate. I messed that up. Sometimes it's better to be late to the party and accurate than early and wrong. Okay? Okay. Next order of business to spill the Bravo tea on, Vicky Gunvalson's ex-fiance Steve Lodge is engaged again and the timeline sucks. The timeline sucks. So we know there were rumors of him cheating. And like this pretty much confirms those alleged rumors. Okay, don't sue me, Steve Lodge. Guess what? You ran for governor of California and you lost. Anyway. Anyway. I don't care. I don't need to be nice. He's he's he doesn't treat women well, according to this. So he and Vicky were together. For a while, they got engaged in April of 2019, I believe it was. And then in September, Vicky announced they split, right? And good old Stevie Pooh was like, no, we actually split in December of 2020, which does not check out at all. Because if you go to Vicky's Instagram, she had pictures of them posted all throughout 2021. And listen, I know people use like, past photos but like why would she take him on vacation why would she lie about being on vacation and just to post pictures with him like Vicky does a lot of crazy things I don't think she would do that like I just don't I don't see it so now 
little old Stevie Pooh announces he asked his new fiance, Janice, who's 37, much younger than he is, which like age is just a number, but we don't like Steve, so we're going to turn it against him. To marry him, that he proposed sometime in December. So if you're doing your little math, December and he, wow, he asked Janice to marry him in December. He and Vicky, I'm buying her, her timeline, split up in September. Seems to me there was like a little overlappy lap there, don't you think? Or something fishy's going on. Something fishy is going on. And then he said they're going to be married in April 2022. Good luck with that, Steve. Vicky also called him a fame whore and like, good for you, Vicky. I support that wholeheartedly. I don't know, Steve. Just the men are menning. The men are menning and they are menning so hard right now and we need them to stop. Okay, men? Stop menning. Stop menning and start living. That's my inspirational word of advice for 2022. I also got to give you, to round out our Bravo tea, a um, little update about the whole sweet James, not so sweet James, disgusting James, and Noella Bergener divorce, okay? Because he keeps putting out these statements trying to say that, you know, she cheated on him and hold on. Hold on. He released like a whole, um, what's it called? I guess it is a statement from a law firm. I'm just going to pull it up for you because you know I'm always doing the most for you. So it was pretty much, first of all, it starts off with, in our modern world, people often exploit television and social media to visit facts, to visit facts, sorry, to twist facts and influence opinions. Sadly, online public shaming can be a tool for emotional and financial leverage. Noella Bergener has used social media and television to do just that. That's from James' representation. I just want to say this is a man who posted three Instagram videos trying to clarify his divorce, saying or having his lawyers say that people exploit television and social media to twist facts and influence opinions. Also, sir, you advertise your law firm more than anyone on this planet. Like, what's what I'm looking? Just just more than we can consume. Like, every five feet you drive in Los Angeles, there's another one of your freaking billboards. So you have no leg to stand on, sir. You have no leg to stand on. So he um, released that attorney statement and there was a whole bunch of crap in there saying that um, just like statements saying that they did live in Puerto Rico and she cheated on him and they did participate in mediation. So my girl, Noella, was not having any of it as she should not because this is 2022 and we are not going to take the men menning. Okay, stop menning and start living. So she wrote an Instagram post saying that, well, she first she um, took this is part of the the um, the divorce. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, my goodness. The serving papers, the papers, the court papers they served her with to divorce the divorce papers. That's what they are, which are in Spanish. The divorce 
papers allege that she had an affair on April 10th, 2021. She's like, let me show you my text from that day. And he sent a picture. James sent a picture with someone else and said, like, blah, 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 says, hi, I'm heading home. And he said, I'm happy. And then she replied, so am I. Smiley face, kissy face. Um, And then also... Three quick things. He said, I'll be free early for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. Is asking anything he could have done did us before we return. Great grammar, James. And I love you. And she said, I love you, heart. Um, And then also it got cut off. But like, can you please call blah, blah, blah to do something? Um, So all of that is saying that um, you can also she she said you could check her Instagram. That was the week her daughter was in Puerto Rico for spring break. It was great family time. Um, he also changed his story about this affair in court, saying that it was in February and not April. So what I'm getting from this is that James is full of shit. Of course, everything is alleged. But like, come on. Come on. I'm just scanning this any further to make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, she's just saying they're not um, they're not Puerto Rican citizens. They had a, a vacation house there. And he only used the affair story to qualify to file for a divorce in Puerto Rico. And it's not true. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to unfold. Knowing Noella... I mean, I don't know her personally. She did respond to one of my DMs once. It was very nice of her. Love her. She'll keep us posted. She'll keep us posted. And it's kind of fun watching a local celebrity. And I use the term celebrity so loosely. I don't want maybe like a local douchebag. That's kind of mean. But like go down. Like you know how every city just has like someone they love to hate. Whether that's an accident lawyer like in this case. Or I don't know. Someone who just goes on TV and makes a damn fool of yourself. And you're like all right already. It's kind of fun watching this unfold in the mess it is. I shouldn't say go down. That's mean. That sounds mean. But like just see their messiest self unfold. The men are menning friends. You know where else the men are menning? On Vanderpump Rules. And boy are they menning or duh. So we got to talk about the Brock of it all. Brock, in the words of SpongeBob SquarePants, is the biggest loser on the beach. He is the biggest loser on the beach. So he's still trying to make this engagement quick wedding happen. And I know, as always, I'm jumping around, but you're used to it by now, babe. You love that about me. But now he's got the engagement ring, which I think it was like 25 grand for Sheena that he got from Kyle Chan. And I feel like he's just looking for everyone to pick up the tab. So obviously, the original engagement wedding fell through. He couldn't get the haul. Also, he couldn't afford it. That would be like another 20 grand. We find out that in his home body, um, home workout gym thing, Sheena invested money into it. And on her prenup, she just requested like 7% of that. If their marriage fails, which, like, to me, Sheena's being super kind with that number. And then you find out, like, how much he thinks she invested. I think he said, like, oh, you only invested, like, three grand or something. And she's like, no, it was ten, and you only paid me back for some of it. So Brock is a freeloader, it seems like. And he's trying to mooch off everyone in the Vanderpump Rules cast to be in his shoot. We'll obviously see that go down next week. But... 
this whole thing is just so fishy to me. And it's like he wanted Lala and Randall to pay for this engagement wedding. That's not how any of this works. He has become so unlikable. Brock has. I mean, I mean, Randall has too, but like that's an entirely different story. Brock has just become so unlikable. Like, I feel like he walked onto the show and decided to make it all about him all the time. Like, it was just too hard, too quick, which me being a Taurus moon is something I don't sit well with. Like, people who come into my life, I need you to go slowly. If you come too hard, too quick, and I don't like you, oof, it's not going to end well. I'm just going to, like, be like, nope, have a nice day. Next friendship. But anyway, wow, don't know how we got there. Brock has gotten, or Brock has gone too hard, too quickly. Like, take Stassi and Bo. I know Stassi's not on the show anymore, but when Bo was in on the show it was his first season coming in I really liked Bo I mean Bo's really freaking likable but he knew his place on the show he didn't try to overshadow Stassi he didn't try to make a storyline Stassi got engaged on the show and it was just a quick like oh I have this plan and I'm really nervous like he already had a plan and we just like went to the cemetery the day of and we knew she was getting engaged it was just it unfolded so nicely it wasn't like Hey, Lala, I'm going to go ask Stassi to marry me and I need 20 grand. You know what I mean? It's so ridiculous. I feel like Lala is one of the only ones that sees Brock for the idiot he truly is. Or maybe maybe not only sees, but she's not the... She's the only one who's not afraid to speak on the idiot Brock truly is. And she gets so much shit for it. And it's so annoying because we as viewers are like, yes, Lala, we see it. This guy's a freeloader. Hell yes, Sheena has a prenup. Like, thank God we all knew how that ended for Shay and or for her with her ex-marriage to Shay. And she talks about it, too. Another thing I want to point out about Lala. Again, this is my showly, showly, once a show, stick up for Lala segment, okay? Lala was like, when I married Randall, I had a prenup. That way I could be, or she didn't marry, sorry. When they got engaged, she was all for a prenup. That way you could be like, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, go away. That's what she said. I think those were her exact words, which is kind of eerie seeing now. But everyone who wants to call her a gold digger, she's not. She is not a gold digger, okay? Clearly she's making her own money she preaches that on her show that all women should make their own money you should have your own fun god forbid the worst happens you're covered i don't know why well i do know why she gets this reputation and like we need to just i don't know we need to just get that away from lala we need to move forward and see her for the person that she truly is all right that's on that um so Tom and Tom are still having their little time apart, their little friendship or something more time apart. And Tom Schwartz hangs out with James, which is like the cutest thing ever. So James brings over his DJ equipment and um, he's like, show me what you would do like when you're doing a set. And Tom's like, I hope everyone's having a great time, which was the cutest thing ever. Few things on this, few notes on here. Number one, 
I've seen James DJ. He is in no position to critique what Tom is saying. And what Tom said was the cutest thing in the world. Because um, I went to see you next Tuesday, like right before the pandemic happened. I want to say it was like two, three weeks before the pandemic happened. And there was a girl there. I think her name was Melissa. Let's say her name was Melissa. It was her birthday. He's like, all right, all right. I want to give Melissa a birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Melissa. You're another year older. What a great milestone. What DJ says that? Nobody says that. What a great milestone. Or something like good for you. It was just something I was like, did he just say that? So I hope everyone's having a great time is about 20 times better than anything DJ K- James Kennedy said the night I saw them. Him. Words are hard tonight. Anyway, while those two are DJing, um, Sandoval and Brock are doing a workout and it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Brock is unlikable. Sandoval's been unlikable. So they're like the unlikable duo. And there's like a little Instagram war, which I think is a callback to either season two or three when Stassi was like, Insta fight. Um, so Tom Sandoval posts a picture with him and Brock working out and like, Tom is hanging upside down, I think, or Brock. One of the two of them is hanging upside down. I don't know. Whoever wants more attention was hanging upside down. And he's like, oh, um, hanging out, new bestie. And that hurt Tom's feelings. So Tom posted him and James, like, DJing. It was really cute. And, and they're, like, the next great duo. And, of course, that made the other so jealous. So jealous. It's so dumb. I'm sorry. Another note I want to make about James this time is that when Raquel's sister Kate comes over, they're talking about, like, how he was supposed to give up marijuana. And, like, listen, I get it. If you don't want to give something up you're not ready to, that's fine. It was more so the alcohol that was causing problems and judging by his behavior, potentially something else allegedly um, his behavior later in the episode. But, like, I, I've never heard of weed making anyone angry. I just haven't. I tried to do dry January, and it's not going well. My friends ordered a glass of wine at dinner, and I was like, I could go for a glass of wine, but, like, I don't have an issue with it. You know what I mean? But anyway, it was just the losery reason why he was like oh well some girl got covid at sir and i had to stay home and isolate and i was bored so i started smoking weed what else is there to do if that's your real reason you started again don't tell the girls who always judges you the most so i was gonna say the girls whose sister always judges you but you know what i mean don't tell kate kate's so judgy against you kate clearly doesn't like you that much why would you tell her that Just make something up. I don't know. Duh. God, I should really be on this show. Do I have to tell everyone how to do everything except you, my bestie? We love you. So um, they are planning this stupid engagement wedding. And this is later on. Um, Obviously, James and Raquel are planning their engagement party. And Brock is planning his engagement wedding to Sheena, right? And Brock has the worst idea I have ever heard, ever. And I've heard a lot of stupid ideas. So this says a lot. 
he calls Tom and Ariana and he's like, oh, while we're at, I think it's Santa Barbara for Raquel and James's engagement party, I want to propose to Sheena and then we're just going to get married there. Ariana, you could be the witness. Tom, you could be the officiant. And thank God they both were like, well, this is James's day. So like, maybe don't do this. First of all, if I were Sheena, I would be pissed off if my fiance or my boyfriend rather proposed to me at someone else's event. Don't mooch off someone else's event, you freeloader. This isn't your job. Or this isn't your day, rather. This isn't your job either. He's the biggest loser on the beach, I swear to God. Oh, it's Santa Inez, not Santa Barbara. Sorry. Um, or am I saying it wrong? I'm probably saying it wrong. Santa Inez? Santa Inez, I think it is. But yeah, he's like, well, if, if we do it, nobody can find out. And Ariana says what we're all thinking. And she's like, well, they won't find out because I won't say anything. Meaning that, like, Tom Sandoval can't resist opening his big flappy flap mouth. It's just so dumb. Like, even if this show is scripted, which, like, a lot of shows are scripted. But let's just devil's advo say, like, this is truly scripted. Like, the whole storylines are. And I'm not talking little, like, reshoot things here and there and maybe call this person. Like, let's say this whole show is scripted. Like, this is the dumbest storyline I've ever heard like this better not be scripted because this would be an insult to screenwriters everywhere, everywhere. And to add insult to injury later on at um, the Schwartz and Sandy, it's not a soft opening, but like a preview, the progress check in or whatever it was um, when James is telling Brock about how he couldn't give up marijuana. Brock says, and this is like the only time it will stick up for Brock. He basically says what I just said about James telling Kate that he couldn't do it because of quarantining. He's like, I would just say it was because I was stressed and I couldn't handle it. Like, make something up. Make something up. Which sets James off. He goes on like a spiral and he's like, don't tell me what to say. He calls Brock dumb. He starts making fun of him. And I'm like, okay, maybe these things are true, but you shouldn't act like this. It's a little scary. So, okay, James is the bigger, biggest loser on the beach at this point. But, like, if this isn't a wake-up call to Brock to, like, you definitely should not risk James getting even madder at you and proposing to your girlfriend and marrying her at someone else's event, like, you got to get it. Like, get it through that thick, dense head of yours, my boy. That's what, is that just like a saying in New York? Like, you stick at it. means like you're stubborn. I don't know. I feel like I haven't heard anyone else, or maybe just say it in the way my mom says it. But yeah, you stick at it. It's like the perfect way to say it. In Italian, we say testa dura, um, thick head. Anyway, that was a fun little, a fun little Italian lesson for you um the two Schwartz's makeup which like we don't care that's nice good for them what I really do care about though is we find out that um Katie and Ariana has have a name for their sandwich bar it's called something about her which I don't love but I love it more than Schwartz and Sandy's um so I'm excited for that we don't know where it's going to be they do have an Instagram for it called something about her that's the Instagram handle too They've got one post up. Um, it's unapologetically feminine. And next week we get to see them propose 
um, their investment idea to Randall or to get him to invest. So this is kind of where we leave off. I don't know. This, this series, man. Once it was great. Listen, if you love comedy, you should check out my Instagram. I rated the seasons of Vanderpump Rules, and you will see my thoughts real quick on this one. I did it to that trend like, this is a work of art. This is bullshit. Check it out. Uh, once again, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Make sure you head to Apple Podcasts if that's your provider. Rate me five stars. Give me a sweet little review. Talk nice to me. Subscribe anywhere. We are anywhere you can find podcasts. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I am so close to 1,900 followers on TikTok. And I just made it over the hump of 18 on Instagram. So if you aren't following me, please go do that. Um, That's at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. And while you're there, show Believe some love at Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-B, and Believe Pop Culture. I will talk to you next week, babe. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.